Welcome to the West Coast Project podcast for Orange is the New Black. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Mike. This is our uh, this is our second podcast of the night. We just had a cool interview with Stephanie Andujar. Yeah, I'm really pumped. That was fun. And um, this is our recap podcast for season two. Um, there's a lot to talk about in season two. One thing that was really cool was the flashbacks. And it was cool talking to Stephanie because I think Rosa's flashbacks were some of the coolest ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the technical detail that they put into all those and everything. I couldn't agree more. They were great. They were like, um, they were the most exciting. They were like capers, seeing the bank robberies and stuff. Right. Um, so season one, we talk about Orange is the New Black and compare the two seasons. Do you have a favorite over one or two? Um, yeah, I think I do. I mean, season one was really good. Uh, first seasons typically are almost like lead-in seasons, I've found. Over the course of time, you never can really judge a show by just one season so much. But I thought it was a really great first season. I think Netflix is knocking them out of the park. But um, personally, I like season two better. I thought the flashbacks on all the characters were great. And um, it's just probably my, my favorite part. It felt like we got a lot of significant backstories on the characters and deeper layers into their complex stories and what made them who they were and stuff. So season two is definitely my favorite. What about you? Yeah. Season one was, was like Piper's story the story about a, a woman being, having her life changed and having to go to prison and all the disruption that, 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 that caused. And season two, it, I read this somewhere. It might have been Seppenwall's website, but it, it was like a bunch of older women, the story of, a, of the older women, you know, V, Red, Rosa, Jane, um, dealing with their getting old and what, what life they had left and what their life means. And, you know, like in the case of Rosa, what life means like ending while she's still in prison. Um, it was interesting to see that broader perspective to me. So I think I like season two more then season one as well yeah yeah i agree with you they were paying the price in season two it showed what the price of your decisions and earlier in life cost you know yeah and we got to go back and see the younger people which i mean what an interesting concept to be able to go back and see yourself of course we're not seeing ourselves but to see yourself younger and see actually visualize the mistakes and things that you had made we got to see that with these people and see the course that that took in their lives so i i completely agree did you ever did you ever tire of the prison like did its novelty wear off like season one it was pretty novel to see piper getting ready to go in and all the plans she had to make and, you know, she, she had things to tie up, loose ends to tie up before she went in. But did the novelty of the being afraid of prison wear off for you ever watching the show? Well, it's funny that you even bring that up. I don't think the novelty of it wore off so much. Um, no, not for me. I thought they kept it fresh. I thought they kept... Um, kept just enough backstory to make you want a little more backstory, but they also kept you current with what was going on in the prison. Um, probably my least favorite part was when Piper was taken to the other prison, just because we didn't get to see the characters that we've now come to know and love. Um, but I did, in my research on this, I found that there's this this group of women that I think were actually in Danbury Prison who who really want their voices kind of heard. It seemed like that this is not what actual prisons like, and um, you know they they don't really want it to be portrayed as this comedy. But um, I don't know. I think that we're able to while still completely respecting that, I still think that, you know, that we do enjoy it. I think it's fair to point out that we do enjoy watching this and everything. We really do like it, but but we do realize that it's only a caricature of of what prison... Well, it's a television show. Like. It, is a right. com it is a comedy television show. If it was just a story, a documentary about prison, you can watch that on other channels. 
it just you know it's a it's a it's a drama it's a te- it's a drama comedy it's a yeah. you know that's what it is so when you go in that's what you should prepare to watch and prepare to see right i just think that they were saying that you know danbury prison is just not how it's being portrayed and i'm actually going to send you a link if you want to put it up later it talks about some of the discrepancies in the show and stuff like that. It was actually a really interesting read since we've seen this to say it doesn't happen this way. It actually happens this way. And it kind of brought it home a little more to, to what it would, you know, because it does seem kind of campy and, and like, Oh, okay. You know, you go in there and you make the girlfriends and you have lunch together, whatever. And I mean, and and I'm way over generalizing and oversimplifying it, but, um, but I do think that, that we kind of have to respect the fact that some people have actually served time there, and I completely respect their right and the feelings that they have over the fact that it's just not not funny a lot of times. And even uh, Piper Kerman, who does who is the character that Piper Chapman is based off of, um, does a lot of... Uh, prison talk and stuff so i just thought it was kind of important to mention that anyway well when i tune when i tune in this show i want to watch it to be entertained i don't want to watch it to learn what prison life is like so i, I don't mind the campiness and the humor um and there was enough drama there was enough seriousness in it to make it realistic enough to be to hold its spot yeah yeah i i completely agree i just respect their opinion on it too, because I can imagine that if you had a more personal life experience with it, um, and then it was portrayed being a little more campy, well, yeah. like I'm saying, you know, you'd kind of, kind of maybe feel kind of weird about that. And because um, half, because half your family's in prison still. Not half, Mike. All right, all right. Only a third. So um, some of the characters changed. Um, Piper was pretty soft and meek and scared when she went in. She seems pretty hard now. She's toughened up. What do you think she'll be in season three? Um, Probably even more so. I think think based upon, and particularly based on that last conversation that she had with Brooke at the end about how it's changing her and that she may not change back, I think – of course, all of our life experiences changes. It makes us who we are. But um, I would be surprised if they don't continue to to portray. Well, her Brooke as Brooke says that very line. She says, "I won't be the same when I get out of here." And right. Piper says, "That's okay." And Brooke says it's not though. Brooke wants to go back to being sweet, innocent, right, silly. But she kind won't of be. Brooke. I know, and that's okay. I think Piper's right. It is okay. It's like life. Life's going to throw you some curveballs and you're going to change because of them. And it has to be okay. I don't think Piper thought it was okay. I thought Piper was trying to be kind to her and saying it was okay, but realizing that it's not okay. It's like when you get horrible things that happen to you and it changes you. It's not okay. It just is. And to say, well, I think Piper is a better, I think Piper is a more filled out person, though, after being in this prison i think it's i think she is better for the changes she's been through okay um well you don't have to agree with me that's just what i think she's she's not going to be pushed around by larry she's kind of grown some backbone some spine you know she's I, i think she values her she came out she's like oh she's touching the couch it felt different it's like she appreciates that a lot more and She's probably not going to get a dopey, drippy boyfriend. She's going to, you know, she gets into a relationship, whoever it is. Maybe, maybe it'll be Alex. I don't know, but she she seems a little bit more smarter about life. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to disagree with you there. I just think that with whatever situations that life throws us, we can take those and become and grow from them or not. And. I think a lot of ways she's growing. I think a lot of ways they're showing her character is becoming kind of hardened to stuff. And I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. It's certainly a growth, but I don't think it's necessarily good. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. So we'll talk a little bit more about Alex later on. But um, it looks like Laura Prepon's going to be available for season three. And that's kind of how they've twisted the plot to make her come back to prison. Um, Are you doing spoilers, Mike? Well, it's a recap. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, 
I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. But yeah, I actually saw that. Um, she she's going to be in all of them. Is what I think she said of season uh, three. Yes. So does that mean she's coming back to jail? I mean, maybe so. And um, yeah, I, I had found a couple different places where some stuff was supposedly linked out, but or leaked out. But we'll have to see, I guess. So Michelle from Tennessee, let's go all the way back to season one. What would you do if you had to go into prison for fifteen months? What would be on your list of? What you know, Piper kind of had that list. So I'm going to read this, read that, and even remember what it was. But what would you do? What would be on your short list? Well, I think that I probably have kind of an innocent mindset over it, and I I would probably think like her character was thinking. Um, read a lot, <clears throat> maybe continue on with my education if that were possible, where I was going, um, get in really good shape, spend some time working out and that kind of thing, and uh, just try to improve myself and try to not let the time be wasted. And I think she actually used those exact words, but I could see how that would be my mindset at the same in the same way. Yeah, that seemed to be Piper's plan. I don't know if she pulled any of it off. Um, um, it doesn't seem like it so far. The books she had were like, fun reading they weren't really deep you know educational stuff but i don't know I, I think people probably do have that plan there are probably people that go into jail for 90 days and then six months and whatever piper was going in for 15 months so um i guess it's good to think that way even if you don't end up pulling it all off yeah yeah i mean i don't considering that i don't have any experience with what it would actually be like i I really felt for her in that because, you know, anytime that you're down with something, you think, okay, I'm going to make this time count for something or whatever. And you, you know, hopefully, as long as you're a positive person, you attempt that kind of thing. And of course, like many other situations, life throws you a curveball and it doesn't, doesn't work out that way. Because this is a recap episode, we should, we should warn people that, of course, there's going to be spoilers because we're, we're recapping the entire season. Yeah. Um, but, um, Michelle, who's going to replace V's evil vacuum? V's gone now. That vacuum is there. Think it's just, yeah. you think it's just going to go away or you think somebody new, some new power figure is going to evolve from the, from that? Well, there's been promises I've heard of more backstories. So I think we're going to get to see more of that. Um, but there's supposed to also be a lot of new characters coming in. Um, I heard that Mary Steinberg, Steinbergen is uh, supposed to come in. You know who I'm talking about? Ted Danson's wife. Uh, she played in everything from The Help to television shows and everything. I mean, she's just been in everything. Mary Steinbergen. Um, and also, I heard that the Fringe actress, Blair Brown is coming on they're keeping the details of it pretty secretive and of course this is you know gossip as far as i'm aware but um i don't know i don't know how that's going to end up playing out i mean i think particularly you know we even saw like pence tucky being kind of a bad person at the end of season one she got a little scary so i'd be surprised if we didn't have more bad but I don't well, they know did who. say they did say that this used to be kind of an okay place until you got here, V. So maybe it'll just go back to that being kind of an okay place, and and other dramas will evolve, and not such a criminal enterprise like the one V was was operating. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Although you know, it was okay, but it wasn't okay for Piper at the end of season one. Pence Tucky was you know told to take her down, and it was. You know, it was bad. There were situations that it was bad, and but but V certainly ratcheted it up. And um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I would be surprised if there's not some other element like that. How do you think Caputo will act as assistant warden now? If he even gets to be assistant warden, he had two prisoners <laughs> escape on his first damn day. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting to find out where he even is in his job. Um, I don't know. Out of out of the all of them, you know, Caputo is he's okay. I think. I don't know. I kind of you kind of wish him the best, don't you think? He's always got side boob. 
He uh, he can always fall back on side boob. Yes, he can. How about Bennett? You think Bennett's going to end up getting in trouble? And what about Mendez? Will Mendez ever learn the truth about Daya's baby? There is so much. There's so many people like that that I hope they they come back and um, and show us stuff on. You know, um, I'd like to know wh- what actually put Crazy Eyes in prison. Her specific story. I know we heard a little of her backstory, but but we don't know why she's there. And I also hope that they touch on Larry and Polly and let us know what they're doing. Oh God. Yeah, I want to know. I'm I want to know and Fig and her husband. All right, but I'm asking you about specific people. Do you think Bennett will end up getting in trouble? Um I don't know. I mean, I no. I don't I, I maybe down the road, but I'm not foreseeing any imminent trouble because I think Caputo kind of put the ixnay on that so pretty that, quick, right? So that that answers the second part is the truth going to ever get to Mendez, which would probably still be no. So he's going to think he's the father. That's what I would think, yeah. All right. How about V's gang? How about any, will there be any repercussions of the people that were on V's side for a while? Like they were in the gang? Do you think there'll be any bad feelings harbored from that? Or has that all been repaired? Um... Bad feelings from who? To well, who? like like Crazy Eyes and Black Cindy and whoever was in V's gang. You know, they were teamed up pretty strongly as a gang. And Pousset was mad at at Tasty for a while. And do you right. think those all those bridges are repaired? Yeah, I kind of think they're going to band back together and and be okay. I I would I I'd, I'd be surprised if we saw anything, you know any kind of conflict between them that wasn't there prior to V being there. How about Healy? Is Healy going to ever find happiness or is he just a mope destined to be like a schlub for the rest of his life? I don't know. I actually, that was one of my questions to you was, you know, what do you think about Healy's relationship with his wife? Healy is the master of his destiny, like all of us. And Healy creates the problems that he suffers through. Yeah, but he's they're kind of showing this three three person relationship Healy has with his wife, which is just horrible. He created his therapist. That. I know. He I created know. that. And with Pence Tucky. He How's created that. that? Well, of course he did. But is Healy he be was able to Healy work was an out? inch away from letting uh, Crazy Eyes get in trouble because he didn't feel like going back and fixing it. Healy's not a good guy, and he's going to get the results of that on and on and on forever and ever. Because I don't. But see, then he did go back and fix but, it. But he barely did it. I think he's still going to have problems with his wife. He's still going to have problems with his like his whole thing with Pensatucky is just because she's getting something out of it. She doesn't really care. You know, I think she cared a little bit when she said, "You listen to me," and that was a little touching, but. Healy's not the touchy-feely listening guy now. He's he's the same guy to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to continue showing him like that or if they're going to show something different. I think that could go either way. So um, the, the jury's still out on that one with me. I, I'm not sure. Do you think the bonds that seem to be formed pretty – because they tied up a lot of loose ends at the end of season two. Like, like Red and Jane were pretty bonded together. Jane – wanted Red to, you know, to to be better, and Red wanted Jane to be better. She wanted her to eat and not die of hunger. That that bond seems to be forged, like, in reality. Unlike Healy, that's a real thing. I think that they'll, that would be a hard friendship to break apart. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about Lushek? What's Lushek's favor to Healy? How's that going to be repaid? What do you think that's going to uh. be? Who knows? Who knows what he's going to come up with? Probably Luzchek will get in trouble some way and have to call on Healy to bail him out would be my guess, knowing the character. But who knows how that could work out? Luzchek's a pretty straight shooter. I don't see him getting in any trouble. Really? How about um, how <laughs> about Alex and Piper? Well, do you think Alex, first of all, do you think Piper got Alex in trouble to save her or to get revenge on her? 
Well, see, we kind of touched on this last time. I thought she was worried about her and was trying to save her. Remember when she went and looked and was reading the letters and stuff? To me, the look on her face was really showing that she cared about Alex and stuff. But then it did have that burning poop in a bag on your it's front revenge. porch smell. Revenge I know that's what you say. I don't know that. The dish served cold. She's reading those letters like, aha, I got the last I don't know that. I don't know, but if so, how's that going to play out with Alex, assuming she comes back in there? Because she is going to be back in the episodes, as far as if what I read was true. How about Larry and Polly? Are they going to stay together? Get married? I don't know. I want to know, but I don't... You're on a podcast. you got to have a take. you got to give an opinion. I ask you that. I'm the one that brought up Larry and Polly. I'm not... No, they're no, just going to break up. Yep. I don't I don't see that. Not anytime soon. Nobody cares about them at, at all as far as I can tell. Do, would you, do you even care if they get together or break apart? Yes, I do care. Are you kidding me? Oh, yes, geez. I care. Yes, I care because you don't know why I care because look at everything they've destroyed if this doesn't work out. You don't do that on a whim. You know, they destroyed least, what was what was destructible, though. Piper and Larry had nothing. It was clear. He watched Mad Men, Michelle, without her. OK, you always bring that up because, you know, that's what gets to me. That's like my my soft spot that you're like, you know, that, you know, really bothers me about him. That's the worst of the worst of the worst. But and, and I agree it was a horrible thing, but I don't know that. Their relationship couldn't have been salvaged. Oh, please. No, I don't. And listen, beyond that, I don't know that it shouldn't have been a beacon for her, for Piper. To would you? You You could see me. You'd see my Michelle, and I talk, and you go, "Uh, "Oh God!" You'd see my hand revolver pointing at my temple. Well, anyway, go ahead. I can't see you. Um, I don't know that. It would have been bad for him to have been a beacon for her, something to look forward to when she got out. I think it would have made her stay there, maybe more tolerable. Oh, and <laughs> that's what I Sorry, think. I thought I had and my I mic think... muted. Yeah, right. That's what I think. So I'm thinking that since they went to this much trouble, I mean, Polly gave up her marriage. And you can say it wasn't good marriage. Gave up her it was marriage with that doofus? It didn't matter. She gave up her marriage. She she definitely traded something for her relationship with Larry. And I don't want to see all the hurt Piper went through and and all the destruction that went on to have been for nothing. So, yes, with that long-winded answer, I want them to at least really give it a shot based on that. All right, Michelle, I'll give you an easy fuck, Mary kill. Because I'm only going to give you. Two. I am not playing that. I'm game. only going to give you two people, Pete and Larry. You can pick two of the three. Mm. See, you can't even marry one of them. <laughs> I know you're not going to kill him. I'm. I'm not. I'm not Polly, though. I'm not Polly. I don't want to marry I, either one of them. What would Polly do? You're. You're the girl. I can't speak for Polly, but you can come closer than me. Well, obviously she's f- fucked him. So, do you think she'll marry him? Yeah, I think they might. And I think if they don't, I think they'll plan it. And it'll go that far anyway. That's just my guess. I just want them to give it a shot. Considering what they did, I don't want this to be something frivolous because then it's really disrespectful to everything else that they left in their wake. Well, I hope they invite Cal. Will we ever see Piper free out of prison? Hey, maybe somebody else will die and there'll be a funeral and then they can get... No, never mind. Okay. Um, That's a good question. I hope they show us Piper out of prison. I hope that maybe the last season of this um, is Piper settling into her life. And wouldn't it be neat if she were settling into her life and it shows other people maybe settling into their lives afterward? Their Some of the free, other people. Their, have their civilian lives, you mean? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, we um, we did our little interview with uh, Stephanie Andujar, Rosa, young Miss Rosa, and I put down in my notes, Rosa was a hero. Even though she was a criminal, she's basically a criminal, right? She robbed banks. She got caught. She wasn't a great person, but she was like, um, in many ways, she was a victim. But I put down she was a hero because she was brave. She was quiet. She was dignified. And um, I think that makes her a hero, you know, in this, in this. And she kind of took care of V, <laughs> which made that was vi- pretty much being, being a very much of a fan hero. Um, yeah, I liked Rosa's quiet dignity. She wasn't ever a grandstander. She wasn't a V. She wasn't uh, she wasn't loud. You know, she was just quiet and dignified. I think that she was at least a, a picaresque hero. You know, somebody we're not supposed to pull for so much. But I think many of us did ended up pulling pulling for her. And um you know, nobody really wants to see anybody get get ran over, but but the end of that was just just or get run over. What did I say? Get ran over. Get ran over. <laughs> you got to get your verbs uh, in order. Okay, I'll 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 work on that. Your head went and your head run, oh, got run over. Oh my gosh! How about okay. Nikki and heroin? Does that love affair flame up again, or is she gonna bring that heroin back and put it? away or is that heroin a MacGuffin or what's going to happen she was she's making love eyes at that heroin she was and she's told us before she's warned us that heroin's her first love and and her only her biggest love or life love and um I, but i'm pulling for i'm pulling for that not to happen do you think we'll get to see um so-so's backstory and why she's in there? Soso to me is like a. Can you hear me? I can now. She's I'm like sorry. a cartoonish character. She's like a distraction from the main, um, the main plots and the main dramas <laughs> between the other characters. Yeah, but how great then to hear why she is in there. How she no? murdered like fifteen people in a in an Uzi attack on a or not or not um, that. That yeah, website her... that I was talking about earlier that they were talking about, they said most of these women are not violent offenders in any way. It's uh, mandatory drug laws that have put a lot of people there for a long, or mandatory sentencing that have put a lot of people there for a long time. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not violent people at all. And I think they did Except for the Golden that. Girls who got kind of uh, grandfathered or grandmothered into the lower lower security some of those uh, golden girls seem pretty tough cookies like they had done some serious stuff well and uh a lot of them may have actually done very i mean you know we just talked about miss rosa being a bank robber and we don't know i don't know i can't remember i don't remember her killing anybody but Somebody did. I mean, she was certainly involved in some pretty bad stuff. There was some bad stuff that went on, but then, you know, Piper was moving money, or I think she had moved moved a suitcase of money, which is not... No, that's certain. nothing. That's a... Well, it's, it's criminal, but it's not violent, and there's just such a difference in that and in the people in there that I think Soso's story would be interesting as to why she was in there. Do you think we'll ever see Rosa's fate? She, we see her driving away in the van. We hear the sirens. But first of all, do you think the sirens were for V being on the run or for Rosa on the run in the van? Well, I, I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what the protocol would be. It's kind of like when we were doing a Fargo and, you know, the police says to call 911. I mean, what? It just doesn't seem like the prison should be calling the police, but I guess maybe they would, but I just don't know the protocol for stuff like that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was just put in for sound effect to make it sound good or if it was like an ambulance coming for V, although I don't know who would have seen her out there. No. Or the, if it was nobody for knew somebody. About v. The well, sirens were going off while Rosa was driving before she even hit V. Right. I right. think the sirens were for Rosa because the van was stolen and it's like, woo, let's get this emergency taken care of. V was like a kind of a on the down low, let's find out where V is. They didn't know she was escaped. They, she was just missing. At yeah, that but point. that's bad. I mean, that's bad enough. She was missing. So 
I mean, a prisoner was not there. They were on lockdown for it. I don't know, though. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. What about Jimmy Cavanaugh? What do you think happened to her? You know, that was one of my questions, too. I don't really anticipate us finding out, but, but I really do wish that they would show us a little piece of Jimmy because that was a very sad thing that they showed us. I don't, okay, I don't think we'll see Rosa's fate. I don't think we'll see a van being pulled over and Rosa being handcuffed. I don't think we'll see that. I don't think we'll see Jimmy Cavanaugh ever again. Mm-mm. I think there might be stories of Rosa, though. I hope you know so. I mean? Rose is a great, a great uh, thread in this whole in this whole drama. Right. But it's pretty clear she's you know she's dying and she's on her way and she got free. She she got what she wanted the minute she broke through that gate. Yeah. She didn't. You know, we talked to Stephanie. She wanted to go see the guy in Brooklyn, but it doesn't matter if she gets to him or not. She got what she needed. I think. Do you have any? Um, are you anticipating? Anything for season three? Um, I just have some more comments about like the show itself had weak, very weak men. There's no men in the show that are heroes or that are admirable or people we even root for. I mean, let's look at them. We have Larry, and we have. Well, let's look at them in kind of part in pairs. Okay, Larry and Pete, Polly's <laughs> Polly's amours. Um, they're both weak and petty and. Miserable, right? Okay. Are you agreeing with me or are you just being conversational? <laughs> Do I ever agree with you if I don't agree? No, I, I completely agree with you on that. All I right, don't we think have, they're the same, but I do agree with what you said. We have Jason Figueroa. Yeah, I mean, come on. Weak, petty, just criminal, just dismal, dismal. Yeah, we, um, cheater. What other words can we throw out there about him? We have Healy. Healy's complex to me, I think. But but nothing much good. Although I do see him try, but nothing much good. Healy is mealy. We have Caputo. Caputo's the closest thing we've got. And he I makes think. a girl give him a blowjob knowing that there's no benefit to her and he forces her to do it, giving her false hope. I don't know that he forced her to do it. Well, he, he allowed her allowed to, her you know to what do I mean. it. Thinking, well, you got to be careful. He the false pretenses. Yes, he false pretense for sure. Just, just by lack of communication. But certainly, I'm we have we have Bennett, Mendez, O'Neill, and the other male guards. And Bennett's a good guy. I mean, he's a he's he's got his good qualities, but he certainly has his bad qualities as well. Um, O'Neill's just—I don't know. How would you describe O'Neill? He's a doofus. He's like a—you think he's heroic or ad- admirable in any way? Um. No, well, he no. He plays a I, mean banjolele, but come on. He does, and he makes up really good songs. But, um, no, I think he's kind of an oaf. But I think there's something a little deeper to him. We have Red Sun. Yeah, Enough I don't know. Said. Enough yeah. said. We have the dopey SIS guys that one of them wanted to just go home because he had something to do with his wife that night. Right. That's By the way, one of those guys was uh, the chemistry te- uh, teacher on Louie, on one of the Louie shows. I knew I had seen him somewhere. The guy who wanted to go home, right? That was the one? I forget which one was doing which, but... Yeah, because I kept thinking that it was the guy, uh, what's his name, from uh, from Fargo. and But that wasn't him. But I kept thinking, I know who this is. And that's Yeah, it was on Louie. Okay. So there's no so so show me a guy in this orange is the new black that is like any kind of redeemable male character. Well, and we've also got Piper's father who she has the issues with and who doesn't want to come see her. We've got Larry's father who's the attorney who doesn't want to have anything to do with her if she's not going to follow exactly what, you know, what he tells her to do, which I don't know is necessarily weird for an attorney. But um the best dudes are like the guy that 
finally stepped up and sang to the baby and the and Rosa's boyfriends, the boyfriend that came but wouldn't kiss her but came to visit her. You mean the bank robber? Yeah. That's the best guy? Yeah, those are the best guys. Jeez. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We got well, we got we got uh, Lorna's Christopher, but he's a he's kind of a schlemiel. I don't okay. know. But what about women? I mean, are we seeing a lot of Well, we're talking about or... men. There's no they're all weak, petty. I mean, this whole the way it's written is just like men are just like destroyed in the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there, but I guess I was just kind of contrasting it with we're not seeing a lot of women that portray the way you would expect women to be either Piper's best friend, Polly, you know, what kind of friend did she Well, Rosa, out? I liked Rosa. Rosa. She, I know, but she, she was a bank robber. She was a criminal, but at least she had some redeemable features to her. I like... Um, you know, I I don't know. I kind of like Jane, Sister Jane. I kind of like Yoga Jones. They got I in, like Yoga Jones. They got in trouble for some stupid stuff, but they they are fairly redeemable. I kind of like Pusey. Um, yeah, but Pusey was a hothead. You know, I mean, she's pulling a pulling a gun on uh, that German father. Yeah, but she's frustrated. I mean, he was wrong for doing what he did. Okay, but she was pulling a gun. You know, I mean, we've all been wrong. I don't know. I think you're kind of harder on the men. You've always accused me of being harder. Well, Genji Cohan's harder on the men. That's my point. Maybe. Okay. The the cool men were, you know, the one, I guess, if you go to Pusey's dad, he was pretty cool. But that was, what, eight seconds out of oh, yeah. two seasons of television? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't really like a... A character character on the show just more of a supporting character but all right michelle i did this little project called rate the flashbacks and there and in doing this i came up with a game of thrones list of characters like it's endless list of characters in this show there are so many i know so here's who i remembered that had flashbacks all right i'll i'll name them all off and you can tell me if i'm missing anybody so we had gloria v Mm -hmm. tasty cindy Jane, Rosa, Red, Lorna, and Pusey. Yeah, I can't remember anybody else off the top of my and, head. And then we have a longer list of no flashbacks yet. Uh, Nikki, Pensatucky, Sophia. No, we saw Pensatucky's. Remember, she blew up the abortion clinic or whatever. What? Sure, she went in shooting the abortion clinic. That was in season one, though, right? It was season one, but we know her backstory. Okay, Sophia. Yeah. Daya. No, we know Sophia's. We know Sophia's backstory. Did we see a flashback? Yeah, uh, a flashback when she was changing gender. Remember and season a, one or two. I don't remember. I don't remember, but she was a firefighter, a male. Yeah, and she it had was to be still in the credit one. card information. So I, we saw hers. I'm trying to review season two and the flashback. So, Janae Watson. <laughs> I don't think we ever saw a flashback. Uh, we saw Janae's season one or two. I, see, I, I mean, I don't know, but we did see Janae's flashback. Boo. Brooke. Did Gina. No. Alita. Norma. We saw Alita's. Flocka. No. And the Golden Girls. We saw some of the Golden Girls, didn't we? Not in their early young days flashbacks. No, maybe not. Maybe we didn't. I mean, we know a lot about some of these people just by knowing what they've talked about and stuff. But we didn't get the Rosa type flashbacks for these people. So I counted was there there was like nine in the in the flashbacks of season two, nine people. What was your favorite? Just off the top of your head. What was your favorite? I just I I'm a Tasty fan, so I love Tasty and and Rosa. I mean, how do you not love the Rosa flashbacks? They were exhilarating and everything, and and particularly after talking with Stephanie on the previous podcast. I mean, I just love it more. Who was your favorite? Yeah, well, Rosa was surprising. Rosa was kind of a quiet person. We just thought might just you know dissolve into nothingness, and here she is, this dynamic, beautiful young woman robbing right. banks. Right. That was a shock. It was a really good, nice surprise. Yeah. I think I my favorite flashback, though, was Lorna. 
seeing Lorna with that guy and just seeing how dramatic, because she seemed like kind of a sleeper too, but here she is like putting explosives in the guy's car. Yeah. That, that was really interesting. So I'd say Rosa and Lorna were pretty much my two favorites. Yeah, those were good. I mean, Cindy, Black Cindy was almost comical as, I don't know, um, Jane was interesting as the young, cute ner- nun, but not too important, I don't think. Yeah, Jane, uh, Sister Jane's flashback was, I don't know, it it definitely wasn't my favorite. And Poussey was exactly like she was in prison. It wasn't too revealing. We knew Poussey's character already. Yeah, but I gotta say, I did like seeing that about her. I think it showed her passion, which is kind of what we were seeing as it came out, as it played out, was a lot of her passion. Yeah, and and Gloria was pretty cool seeing her kind of running the bodega and doing the little candle thing and her little scam with the money, the the welfare checks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I completely agree. Like, the Miss Rosa flashback was certainly something so dynamic that it definitely stuck with you. And then to see the very end, I mean, that ending scene still just gets my heart pumping to see that, so. Which which scene? The very, the very last scene in season two, when Rosa's driving away and then she morphs into young Rosa. Don't fear the and, reaper. Yes, I mean, in the song they were playing down to everything, how older Miss Rosa turns in back into younger Miss Rosa, and she has those feelings again. I mean, who out of us hasn't wanted to recapture something, if just for a moment like that? And I think we can, I know I certainly can. So, so Michelle, let me hit you with this. In our golden age of television rankings, just give me your first impression. We've got... Mad Men, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, and Orange. Where would you put Orange? Mad Men, Game of Thrones. Well, Breaking Bad, I mean, I'm probably going to have to stick that at number one. It's off, and we've seen every bit of that. Okay, so Mad Men, um, Orange, and and Game of Thrones. Um, So they're so different. Those are all three so different. Probably... Um, you know, Game of Thrones is hard to top as far as just the content and the complexity of it, but Orange would certainly be a number three, and then Mad Men be a number four, but just depending on what we're looking at, because, I mean, Mad Men's great by itself, but I'm going to stand by that. Did you have it labeled differently? Yeah, I did. I switched Mad Men and Orange. But I would think women would put Orange up higher than guys would because it's kind of a women's show. Do you think it is? I do. Is it? Okay. Because why? Well, I think women are finally getting there. In all these shows, men are, are they're pretty much in charge of what happens to the women. And in Orange, a woman is in charge of what happens to the men. You know, Breaking Bad, they made Skylar look like a kind of a shrew, kind of a heckling housewife. You know, in Game of Thrones, pretty much directed by men. Well, it's back in time, you know, too. And so is Mad Men. So, of course, it's going to have a male-dominant theme to it. But, um, yeah, I I can maybe see that. Maybe. Wouldn't you love to see our new friend Stephanie riding a dragon and robbing some uh, Bank of Bravos? <laughs> that, I think you should try to write that script. She Mike. comes flaming in, you know, wheels off with a big stack of coins. She's fabulous. She could, If anybody could pull it off, our new friend Stephanie could pull that off. All right, and how about um, how about the two minis, the Fargo and True Detective? How do you put those? And just the, just them two together, what do you pick, Fargo, True Detective? Mm, so that mm, that if if I'm judging those, there is literally a point zero something difference in them, and I would probably have to put Fargo above True Detective. But just barely. And honestly, they're pretty equal. Did you think different? Yeah, I like Fargo 
above True Detective too. But I, what I really like is the way the the direction of the writers and this and the whole concept of television in this eight to ten hour movie, and that's it. It's over. You know, there's no more twelve seasons of The Wire or whatever. It's like one season, one writer, one story. It's like a long, long movie. I really like that. I do too. I I absolutely love that and. Um, they're kind of, you know, the Netflix originals, I mean, they continue to wow us. And I know that that's not particularly what you're talking about, but, but they're almost, if not totally responsible, they're certainly contributing factors in this binge watching TV that we're doing now. This, um, how we just watch one after another and then we kind of sit and salivate waiting on it to come back on. And a lot of times it's a really long time for it to come back on, but I don't know. I really think it's a new age of TV and I think that's kind of what we're leaning toward now. What do you think? Do you yeah, think- I'd, I'd throw this in there. I think if, um, I think if walking dead had been like a Fargo true detective, one eight season, uh, eight episode season, 10 episode season, it would mm-hmm. be on top of that list. Oh, that, I agree. That yeah. first season of Walking Dead was fantastic, and now it's like kind of devolved into this. Just sh- I don't know what it is, but and it's and it's poised to be endless because it could, of course, go on forever and ever and ever with all the cities and places and people and everything that could happen. It just it's not it's lost its punch. But that well, first I think season a lot of shows do that, don't you? Well, that's the point. The first season of it was great and the way that they're constructing these other shows now with the Fargo's and True Detectives, it's brilliant. It's like give the give one guy control. He has one, you know, one ten hour window to make it all happen. And if he does well, he gets another ten hour window and makes a new episode, new season slash episode happen. Yeah, and I I truly think it's completely and I was talking about it with some people the other night about how everything feels like it's going off now. Everything feels like it's ending. And I really hope we're not coming to the end of some really, well, we obviously are, of some really great TV. I hope the TV continues on like it has. You and I, ever since we've been doing these podcasts and even before when we talked about the different TV shows without the podcast, we talked about we are in an era of some great great tv and i'm just really hoping that somehow they're able to keep doing this but i do think that's the way that it's going to happen and i also wanted to point out that um that orange has the notorious honor of being the second most pirated tv show only behind game of thrones i think i read that on the washington post it's very pirated people don't want to necessarily subscribe to netflix to get these you know, TV yeah, show. I don't know. I don't know how much of an honor that is, but just just in the con- quality of the content, I think it's great the way things are evolving. That you know, the Netflixes and the HBOs and all these other places have to compete with each other, and it and the AMC's and all these places. It's great. It's like it's perfect for viewers because it's a perfect storm of things having to become better. Look at TV in the old days when we watched. Some of the shows that were on there were just like drudgery, the laugh tracks. And if you watch an old movie and an, or an old TV show, it just does not even compare with what's going on now and, and what we've got available to us. No, I completely agree with that. And just because something's an old classic doesn't necessarily at all mean that it's better content or certainly not better acted or anything than the stuff we have now. I think we're in the new golden age of TV and I don't see how they're going to keep topping their self. But they haven't let me down in a long, long time, so I'm pretty happy about it. All right, Michelle, any last thoughts on Orange from Season 2 before we Um, seal it up? Well, I wanted to point out that the real um, Piper Kerman, who, of course, Piper Chapman is based off of, um, she's going to be speaking at, is it DePau? D-P-A-U-W University in Indiana, um, she's going to be doing a session titled Lesson, Lessons Learned Behind Bars in February of 2015. Oh, my God. I had a girlfriend that went to De- – it's DePaul. It's like DePaul, DePaul, but with a W. DePaul. Yeah. Okay. I've been it, there, Greencastle, Indiana. I, I want to go. 
I want to go hear her. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of it, close to Indianapolis, but not really. That's what I started to say. It's just on the outskirts of Indianapolis, I think. But, um, but you know, she's talking about all this, and some of the stuff on the on the website is um, she is a board member of the Women's Prison Association, I think, and she wrote in in her book that our system of corrections is about arm's length revenge and retribution all day and all night. And it goes on with other things, but I just think that it would be a really interesting thing to hear her speak. And, um, who knows? Maybe we could get on the podcast. Well, load up the station wagon. No, I'm not going to, we're not going to do that. It's probably closer to you than Florida. It is actually. It's not that far, but you should go too. We should get her on the. Yeah, podcast. I left. I left. Uh, I left too many bad memories in DePaul for me to go back there. Oh geez, Wah. come on! I'm going to Albuquerque for the um, for the Breaking Bad reunion. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, I think it's going to be a great thing, and um, I would really like to hear her speak. I had to give up on the book. Because you did getting, Orange is the New Black, you stopped reading it. I had to because I was really getting confused with as much content as we cover, and you're talking about all the different characters and stuff. And I was really getting confused with the characters, and I was wanting to call them by their other names and remembering their other stories. Well, now you can read the book. We're done with that's, the podcast. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm excited about that. Seriously, how long is the book? How many pages? Um, I it's it's a ebook, I don't know, big print. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> it actually is it's kind of big print. But um I well, don't know. Well, ebook you can make print. the print whatever That's size. That's what you I'm saying, yeah. So, I make it kind of big so I can read it without any glasses, any reading glasses or anything on. So, yeah. Um All right, Michelle. Anyway, I'm excited about it. You've been a great co-host. Thanks for a great season. We'll sign off season 2 and I'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks, Mike. Bye. Bye-bye.